Hey, y'all. It's Rosemary Lewis. C. Lewis in the building. And we are a local real estate couple in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we are inviting you into our Pillow Talk, also known as Eagle Talk. Here, we talk about marriage, business, kids, goals, and basically all the things. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Eagle Talk Tuesday. Um, I am Rosemary Lewis. Corey Lewis, a little bit under the weather, but I'm bouncing back slowly. Yeah, look, I'm going to just say a side note. I don't know if y'all spouses do this, but I mean, if Corey get a mosquito bite, he'd be like, I think I got the wrong. <laughs> like, no, I thought I had it today. I oh, my goodness. He like, take my temperature. I'm like, well, do, does your throat hurt? Like, I'll eat when I throw. Well, can you breathe? Like, are you have? Do you have any of those symptoms? No, his symptom was totally unrelated. He must have eaten something that didn't agree with him. Yeah. Um, and he thought he had Rona. But anywho, welcome to Eagle Talk. Um, we are so happy that you are here. You want to tell the people who we are a little bit in case yeah. they're new here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey Lewis here, uh, entrepreneur uh, on the Barber College in Chicago. And I am a real estate investor on my 20th year, going into my 21st year. Yeah, he look good on y'all. Sure. Um, and I'm Rosemary. I am um, a real <laughs> realtor. I had to be like, what am I doing? I'm a realtor, um, teacher turned entrepreneur. And that's actually one of our questions tonight. So um, we are so excited. We love to do this thing every Tuesday night called Eagle Talk Tuesdays. And let me tell you where it came from. So Corey and I, um, we have been married for 14 years together for 25 and we always generally end our nights with some type of conversation, just chit-chatting, um, decompressing the day. And we really, and he calls us eagles because we are, you know, we soar above the buzzards um, and we call it our eagle talk. We talk that talk to each other and we thought, wow, it would be great to just have some of the conversations we have that in our house with all of you. So that's where you're here tonight. And um, tell them what we're going to be doing tonight. I'm really excited about this. We're doing a, a Q&A tonight. We always get uh, questions either during or after um, Eagle Talk. And just really through the day, I guess you mm -hmm. could say, or weeks. When people just asking us just random questions about us or life or business or family or whatever. So we decided just to open the floor, have some open dialogue with with yes, with our people, because you're our people. So this is how it's going to go. Hey, Tony. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, so a good amount of y'all um, submitted some questions that we're going to dive into. But if you have any questions that come up when we um, start the conversation, we'll try to answer some of those too. I, I want to start off by saying we are sharing. I don't like when people say they give advice, right? We're sharing our experiences based on the questions that you are asking, okay? And I'm our not, truth of the subject. And our truth, right? So so don't be mad if our truth is different from your truth. I am not representing anybody in a real estate capacity, nor is Corey. <laughs> We're just giving you some feedback um, based on these questions. So let's hop into it. Corey, do you want to start with the... Oh, and they're not all real estate. Let me just say that. Mm. We, we're talking marriage. We're talking parenting. We're talking um, real estate, all the things. So, um, I mean, don't get too... Well, just ask a question. Shoot your shot. Ask your question. And if we don't want to tell you, we're not going to tell you. All right, I'm looking at a question that's probably 
more for you. Okay. Me. And it is how do you deal with the male ego? Okay. How do I deal with the male ego? So um, when we got this question, I was like, Ugh, I don't really know how to answer that. Because I'm not even about to be here like, oh, my husband does not have any ego. You know, he doesn't have ego because we definitely probably went through a season where I thought that he was just too cocky and all that stuff. But I guess, how do I deal with it? Anytime I have to deal with anybody, I deal with me first. Wow. You know, um, and that or I should say that's that's my mature way to do it is to deal with me first. So, for instance, if I feel like Corey, um, it, because Corey, Corey used to be more like this. He's not so much now, but like if we in conflict, he used to be like, well, I'm going to do me. I'm just be quiet, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, and I would think that that was just so rude. Like he wasn't invested in us. And I had to recognize what, what I was doing to get that response from him. Our pastor once said that in, con in any conflict, everybody has something to apologize for. True. So um, I, I would just say when I have to deal with anybody's ego, I have to look at, okay, what are they doing that's mirroring to me, that's making me uncomfortable? And Lord, show me, show me me and show me them through your eyes. Yeah, that's, I was more thinking that of a business question for you. Oh, well, this I know this person, and this I'm pretty sure she's talking about her husband. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Yeah. Hope that was yeah. helpful for you. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. I mean, because I know the person. So um, um, I, I'm gonna just leave it at that, and and then I guess I would say um, my prayer always is, you know, show me and show me your people through through your your lens, and especially for Corey, I will say like because I know this is this person's husband. Sometimes you got to stroke that male ego, not to be funny, um, not to be funny acting or phony. That's the word I want to use. But like, I know that Corey's love language is worse affirmation, right? That is one of his love languages. Yes. So if I know that ego is a thing, how, how maybe I need to do a better job of Comp being complimentary, telling him when he's doing a good job, you know, things that I might not naturally be interested in. I have to open my eyes to what he's doing and just remind him, hey, baby, I see you. And then now he doesn't have as big of a need to be boastful, right? Because I am affirming him in the things that he's doing. Yeah. So I hope that's helpful. Next question. Okay. So uh, this one, I thought this one was funny. It's another. We're gonna do another relationship question, then we're gonna jump into real estate. Do you guys have quiet time together where you pray and read the Bible? How often? No. She she does <laughs> hers in the early morning, five in the morning, in her closet, and I'm kind of sporadic with mine. I could be at the gym. It could be two in the morning. It, no. We don't. Yeah, that is definitely a place that is a is um, we have room to grow in that area. Yes. But I will tell you, like I used to get caught up in, you know, we don't pray together. You supposed to cover us. No, we pray together, but we don't have. We don't have like a rhythm of praying every morning or right. every night, right? But what I will tell you is, like, you go to church and you're like, okay, couples need to pray together, and I totally believe that. But we haven't grown. To the, we haven't established that rhythm yet. And partly because, like Corey said, our routines look different. Like, I'm a morning person. Corey does his quiet time differently. But there have been plenty of times where I'm like, you know what? Corey is my covering. And I have to say to him, like, look, I need you to put your hand on me and pray. 
you know, pray for me about in this situation if I'm feeling anxiety or something like that. So, um, but but I know for me, women, because I know we'll be look like, oh, you know, my husband don't even pray for me. And don't, well, first of all, you don't know what he do for you when mm-hmm. you're not there. But sometimes we got to take that pressure to just be exactly what everybody else says you're going to be. We have to meet each other where we are. And where we are right now is we really do our own thing, but we do come together when we need to come together. That's it. So that's where we're at. Okay. Um, I like this question. Okay. Go for it. Is it wise to buy your first home if you know you'll be in position to get your dream home in two years? Okay. We both um, had a thought about this. What was your thought? And I, wait, let me read the question again. Is it wise to buy your first home if you know you'll be in position to get your dream home in two years? So should you just hold out and keep renting or should you bite the bullet and go buy something? Um, this person lives here, so I would say buy your house. First of all, the market is not going to, Texas is a whole different animal. Um, so it's not going to, to dip like the rest of the country if there was a dip. Second of all is you can't depend on two years. You don't know really what two years looks like. You know, hopefully you should be able to level up, but if you can't at least, and I'm a person that believes in ownership. So if you can get it, get it and then figure it out in two years. Yeah. And you got an asset, so. And you have an asset. And that's what I would say. I mean, especially in this current market, like I just, two of my clients got locked in today at the 2.75%. If you are renting, you are renting paying 100% um, worth of interest per month because you don't own that thing. So like Corey said, um, I know, and and this is not necessarily, I just know that there, there are a lot of, a way that we can give ourselves an out not to take action is to say, oh, I'm waiting for this, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're in a position now and the numbers make sense, you have the credit, um, you you really can't go wrong investing in the dirt, right? And I even say for us, like we live in a house now that we love, but it's not our dream home. And in the two years that we've been here, we've already gained a good deal of equity so that when it is time to move into our dream home, we're going to be able to roll a lot of the equity from this home into our new one. So, um, so if the time, you know, if if you have to look at it as, you know what, let me get something now, it can become an investment property. You know, how can it serve me later? I definitely encourage you to talk to a real estate professional, um, and to a lender to see if it makes sense, but don't give yourself permission to not move in that direction. That's actually a pretty good question. There's a lot of people that we talk to that, kind of play the waiting game but if you're in position you can get it done do it yeah yeah and i I mean do it scared you know i was gonna say that and again you know how many times have people waited you know this is totally unrelated but i have um my aunt always waited to go to red lobster to get biscuits so she never went to and this is so unrelated however she passed away never going up the street to Red Lobster to try the biscuits, you know? So don't wait, just live your life. And then, um, and then trust God that something better is going to come along. Um, but you got to work towards it. So, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So that was a real estate question. Let's go back to marriage. All right. Um, any marital regrets, things that you wish you could take back, revisit or do over? I don't have any regrets. I think early in my marriage, I was so busy trying to figure out life that I probably could have been a little bit more compassionate Mm. as I am now. Right? Thank you. (laughs) 
seriously. He was I, a jerk. No, I wasn't a jerk. I was busy. <laughs> I was, man, I was, I was, was working. Jerk. I was on planes. I was, I was all over the place just trying to provide. And I, um, you know, I just missed some days, some opportunities, I guess. Yeah, I just want to add to your part. Is it okay? Can I add to yeah, your yeah. part? <laughs> um, early on in marriage, we were not a team. Right. Right. It, it felt very much, and, and we we had an ego talk episode. Um, one of the first things we talked about was once we figured out that we weren't the, like no we didn't know we weren't each other's enemy. The game changed, yeah. right? So I will say for a good portion of our early marriage, I knew Corey loved me, but I didn't know if he loved me more than he loved his the things he was ambitious about. That's fair. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Um, so, so we've grown from that and we're still growing from that, but that is definitely a, a point of, I, I felt very insecure in our marriage for a while. And now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different life. Now I'm like, give me a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can no. answer the question. Okay. Um, is there anything? I regret a whole lot. Y'all. I mean, if you, if you, marriage is a mirror. Right. So there are so many times that I had an opportunity to love him well and I failed. You know, I failed him with my words. I failed him with my thoughts. I may have failed him with the conversations that I had about him when I was frustrated. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot that regret isn't the word, but there is a lot um, of lessons that had to be learned and they were very painful lessons. And I want to say, because I know we got a lot of people who are newer married or not even necessarily newer married, but aren't to the space yet where you all have an open line of communication and you might feel like you're in it by yourself. We were there for a long time, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and a lot of it had to do with ego. A lot of it had to both of us have yeah. an ego. Um, a lot of it had to do, I've shared before, you know, I wanted to make Corey my God. Really, I, I, I like I, I had all my happy in the Corey bucket. And Corey is a man and I'm a man too. Well, I'm a woman, but you know, we're humans and humans fail each other. Right. Um, so I just regret the way I handled um, some things and I definitely didn't love unconditionally. Okay, here's one. How do you build and... Corey, like, get off of that one. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. I want, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I know okay. we're not going to get through all of them, but okay. how do you rebuild and reconnect after uh, disconnecting from your spouse emotionally? Yeah. Time. Put in the time. That's what I say. Yeah. In, and, and one thing I think that we've noticed in the last maybe three to four years that those hard conversations are very, very important. Yeah. They're uncomfortable. But I think if, if you can be your realest self with your spouse and, and your spouse can with you, um, I think that's very, very key. And I, and I also think that time, get away, take some time, do some walks, do some hotel stays, take a trip. All of that time, I think, is important. Yeah. And I'm going to say, because where's the question? Which one is it? Um, how do you rebuild and reconnect after disconnecting from your spouse? I think you got to be honest about your junk. Yeah. Right? Um, because if there is a disconnect, what is your ownership in the disconnect? Like mm -hmm. what, 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 you know, cause a lot of times it's easy to be like, you know, he's not this or, you know, I need this, but am I being who he needs me to be right. as well? Right. right. So being owning your junk, 
Um, if that looks like counseling, you know, mm -hmm. like I go to therapy right now. Um, I've been in therapy for about a year and really not, I wasn't in crisis when I thought started therapy, but I've experienced a lot of trauma in my, and honestly, if you grown, you need, you need you to talk to somebody, yeah, right? Yeah, at some point, yeah, sure. you need, you need a community of people or somebody where you can go to and just be honest and vulnerable mm -hmm. and really talk through like, man, you know, I didn't know that X still, you, you feel like since that happened to me 10 years ago, or we experienced that that long ago, I shouldn't be um, carrying you don't that. Have those yeah, but you but you'll carry it, right? So for me, it's work again, working on me. But then you might have to have some healthy community come walk alongside you. You know, we hit a rough patch early this year. Um, I have I'm a part of a life group. I have some good friends, and we not those Tony. we had Tony. Had yeah, he had Johnny, and not friends that just want to know the business, but friends that are gonna be like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like help helping you think it through. This sucks, right? <laughs> you know, this hurts, but we are standing in the gap for you. And if you need us to mediate, if you need us to be there to have those conversations, mm -hmm. you know, just having healthy community. And one thing that I'll say is, you got to lay those foundations before you're in crisis. Mm -hmm. So for us, when we have disconnected recently, mm -hmm. it's easier to reconnect because of the foundations that are in place. But before, no, we didn't. We probably never reconnected, right. you know. All right, I'm going to switch it up. This question like, is actually pretty funny. Okay. Have you both always been entrepreneurs? And how does he feel about <laughs> the vision of your business? <laughs> that is hilarious. But Why is that hilarious? Well, to answer the question, we have not always been entrepreneurs. No. <laughs> I was born into a family of entrepreneurs and it was just it's in my bloodline I don't know anything else she <laughs> uh, how do I put it I wanted to die I wanted to I wanted, she to, wanted work. to work retire and, and get her SSI that's what she right. wanted to I do. wanted to live off 11.56 a month <laughs> with my house that was paid off and, and that was it. So to answer that question, no, she has not. I, I, it took me years and years of begging and pleading and shaping and molding. But I do like the second part of the question. How does he feel about the vision of your business? I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think she's probably one of the hardest realtors I know. Um, she's working on the e-course. Very, very hard every day, all day. So it's always a, a next level and another layer. Um, but I love, I, I like, I like it all. I appreciate this is that. what I want, to be honest. Yeah, this is what he wanted. But there have been growing pains in it, yeah. right? Like, this is what we wanted. There have been growing pains. So, yeah, I thought that was funny, too. I always tell people, the rosemary that y'all... Like, people who knew me 10 years ago, I know they'd be looking like, what in the world? Because that wasn't... Like, I wouldn't... Do I have... I got color now. I wouldn't even get color nails, y'all. She wouldn't even get her nails done. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, so I I definitely wanted to play small, um, but God gets you uncomfortable and you don't get to play small. And now my word is yes, I'm here to do it all. So and, yeah. and he's supportive of um of what I'm doing. However, we still do have growing pains, right? I don't want to make it seem like everything because you know we have to learn rhythms and we still yeah. learn rhythms. You know, um, there have been plenty of times where both of us have been like, you know what? I feel like you're giving more to this, whatever it is, than you're giving to 
our relationship. Yeah. So we've and so it there can we be, go. It, yeah, and just full disclosure, it can be the career. It, it can be open houses every Friday and Saturday. No, every Saturday and Sunday once you first get started. You know, so it, yeah. yeah. And and I'm giving. You know, I'm, I'm on all the time, but then yeah. I'm depleted from my family. Yeah. So that's when we have to sit down and have. And then and then we have those hard conversations, and I'm crying like you were telling me to do this. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'm trying to make you proud, and you. Yeah, yeah, so that was a good question. Yeah, it was a good question. Go with that one. Okay, the this one. Yeah. Okay, um, here is another. Are we having fun? Are y'all having fun? <laughs> like, I love these questions. This is great. Okay, how to establish new friendships? So, how do you establish new friendships? Um, you a pro at that. I don't know. No, you are too. Well, both of us. So, most of you might know Corey and I relocated here from Chicago to the Dallas area six years ago. Um, and didn't know anybody, Not but, one but like, if you see like the God is faithful with, with our squad right now. Um, so how do you establish new friendships? If you want a friend, be a friend, right? That's what I'll say. A real friend. A real friend. And a real friend, like that looks like vulnerability. Now you can't be friends with everybody, right? You got to have a spirit of discernment. Um, but you know how, like, when you've been friends with somebody for a long time, you can kind of be like, oh, yeah, girl, we should get together. Oh, yeah, I'm coming to your baby birthday party. Then a day of you, like, I don't feel like more. However, in this type of situation, when you, if you really want to establish some quality friendships, you have to show, up, show up, right? But then you got to be a quality person, you know? Like, you can't be, um, what I will say is, if you are in a circle and you and everybody in your circle are dud, here's a shocker, you're a dud too. <laughs> There's no way to say it. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if everybody in your circle, and I'm not even talking money, you right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. No, I get it. Because I have some friends that out earn me, I have some friends that are stay at home moms, but we all bring some sort of value no, to each other. Right, to yeah. each other's lives. Like I was just telling Corey, we were kind of talking through two of my friendships. And I was like, well, this person, you know, um, because he was not questioning, but he was, you know, we just were talking through friendships, right? And I was like, well, this person pushes me in this way, and this person pushes me in this way. And he was like, okay, yeah, I totally understand. I totally get that. So um, so if you want a friend, be a friend. And my biggest thing is you got to show up. You got to be honest. Like, you can't be hating on nobody. Like, if you want friends that ain't haters, you can't be hating on them because they, you got to congratulate, you yeah. got to celebrate, Help you got to celebrate gotta, them wins. Right. You got to yeah. show up. You, they need a date night. You know, you swap. You watch my kid tonight. I watch your kid. So, how do you establish friends? You be a friend. Mm-hmm. And then, at least that's what it, what this looked like for me. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, we really can't answer this question, but I'm going to ask it. Um, for singles, what do y'all suggest to dating in spite of the current obstructions? I'm out. Yeah. I'm sorry. We don't know. We don't, I mean, we okay, we date each other. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if obstructions means, um, like, the COVID guidelines, because we are still dating in terms in COVID. Um, we just being we following the CDC guidelines, so we in these streets. Like, yeah. we, we kicking it together. Yeah. Um, but we really can't answer questions for singles. But it would be so... Yeah, it wouldn't make questions. sense whatever answer we got okay so we got one more there was one more that I wanted to ask uh, I think it was that was it or no? I mean I'll ask this one but I I don't think we how do you tell a friend they are the problem in spite of the applauded success tell them <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Just tell them where the problem. Yeah. Have that conversation. Get it out the way. Don't you don't take it personal. Don't let them take it personal. You keep it moving as always. Yeah. Here's the question you were probably talking about. Yeah. How do you deal with the man who acts like he's perfect and doesn't apologize? Well, let's say a, 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 I apologize, a person. First of all, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I do. You do apologize. apologize. You apologize, but you haven't always apologized. No. How, so again, how do you deal? Again, before I deal with anybody else, I'm gonna deal with myself, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm going to always deal with myself. So um, sometimes you have to have those hard conversations, and I, I'll piggyback it with the question about the um, friend that's a problem. And like, before you can withdraw or speak into somebody's life, you have to deposit mm-hmm. in somebody's life, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was teaching is and with my kids, it's like three compliments, one correction, mm-hmm. right? So you just can't, you cannot always be that person like, oh, you think you, you know, you think you good, you did it. No, like I can affirm my husband, affirm him, affirm him. You know, he knows that I love him. And listen, y'all, one year, my whole New Year's resolution was Colossians 4, 6. Let your words be seasoned like salt so that they are pleasing to the one who will receive them. Because some things need to be said, but it is about when they are said. So being sensitive to the timing and, 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 and the words you choose. And the words you choose and how you, you know, how you say it. So, um, so anytime there is a need to have tough conversations, like, like last week, I was so stressed out with work. If Corey wants to have a conversation with me about, you know, like something like me not showing up in our marriage, that, that wouldn't happen. That wasn't the I'm week. Smart you know what I'm saying? That wasn't the week. It was too much. Even, yeah. yeah. Even if the conversation needed to be had, he needs to, he, I will receive it better if he picked up on the cues. Like I'm already feeling the weight of the world outside of my house. So inside, inside here right now, I need this to be a sanctuary. And now when, when, you know, as things are turning around, then we can have those conversations. So um, Colossians 4, 6, that's in the Bible. Remember I told y'all last week, you read a little Bible every day, you mess around on Jesus and you mess around and be in an argument with your husband. And then you be like, you know what? I'm gonna hold my tongue. Yeah. I don't know how I restrain myself from not saying that, um, but I I restrain myself. So, yeah. okay. so that, that was good stuff, man. Um, hope yeah. that helped. Next week we got somebody special coming in. Yep, we got it. Did you confirm? We good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Every time we do something with them, it's always amazing. Great yeah. feedback. You want listen to listen to what I'm trying to tell you. You want to be here next week yeah. because we're basically bringing in the person that we consider to be our life coach. Yes. Um, who challenges us to grow, you know, um, you 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 need to be here. Yeah, okay? yeah sure. It's going to be amazing. All right. All right, y'all. We'll let y'all get to it. Y'all have a great evening. Yes. And see y'all next week. See you next week. Bye.